Hello, friends, and welcome to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. Here, we enter films into a competition-style showdown, then discuss, rank, and rate before offering our final judgment on what should move forward in our tournament of champions. This season, we have chosen our favorite horror films to face off. We will now begin our sixth match in round one of our competition with 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and 2010's The Crazies. Today, we will be reviewing The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hi, friends. Now, I never like to interrupt a good show, but I did make one glaring mistake in my overview. The voiceover actor was John Larroquette and not John Lithgow. Very small detail, but this is the Ultimate Movie Ranking Podcast, and we don't like mistakes, no matter how small. But, with that being said, we do go over this movie in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Alright, welcome back to Judgment. We are continuing on in our horror movie bracket. These, again, are the best horror movies that either I, Andrew, or Jill have seen. Um, tonight, we are going to be reviewing Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, and that one will be faced in this bracket up against The Crazies, the one that came out, I don't know, 2014, maybe? Jill, what was it? It's got to be earlier than that. But I don't know. The 2010s. We'll say the 2010s. Okay. Uh, but anyways. Right. It's my movie, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Dates are irrelevant. Yeah. So, yes. Sure. Texas are. Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, this was Andrew's submission. And dare I say, this was a doozy of a movie, everyone. <laughs> um, but before we get into it, Andrew, do you want to give a, a, a brief synopsis? I absolutely do, Blaine. And... I actually had that pulled up, and I no longer do. So if you want to riff a little bit, feel free. Absolutely. So, um, again, we are cruising through this bracket. Um, what we're going to do in the later rounds is still a surprise to us, as well as the listeners. Um, Jill, what were your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have it up now, so we can go ahead with that. Perfect. Thank goodness. <laughs> I was nervous about where this was going to start at. So, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre first shocked us in 1974, and thanks to its haunting documentary-style camera work and script that leaves no character safe, it's just as disturbing today. Shot under grueling, low-budget conditions, the movie plays like footage from a nightmare, unleashing brutally believable terror as five young friends meet a clan of homicidal maniacs, including the iconic Leatherface. With an unforgettable idea of hospitality. Raw, relentless, and riveting from start to finish, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of the greatest horror films of all time. And I didn't add that. That was actually iTunes, so... I don't believe it. Okay. <laughs> so that's the overview. I'll, I think since we're going to probably talk about it a lot more, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the way to go from now on. Sure. Um, I, I like that little overview. Oh, good. I like the reference to a clan. A clan of people. That is an accurate description of what they were. I would call this this gaggle of folks a clan. Very clan. Very. Well, great overview, Andrew. Thank you. 
uh, as much as Jill dislikes this part, um, oh. <laughs> what what is your initial reactions, Jill? And don't forget them thumbs. <laughs> don't forget the thumbs. Yeah, well, but it can be anyway. We're just gonna give it a thumb. I'm gonna give it a thumb down. One thumb oh, down. Dang. One singular thumb down. Okay, Correct. interesting, Andrew. Uh, well, this shouldn't come as a shock. I uh, still enjoy this movie a lot. I'm gonna give it two thumbs up. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, I am also going to give this movie one thumb down. Okay. Um, this is what I'm fo- facing tonight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't a, this wasn't our favorite, Andrew. We'll uh-huh. be honest, and, but we'll explain why. Okay. I think okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know one of Jill's big bugaboos, and I shared it as well. Not the bugaboo uh, section. It, you know, it's a bugaboo, and we'll we'll, we'll uh-huh. talk about it. So, um, just as we always do, um, since it was your movie, Andrew, I'm gonna give it over to you, and uh, you just kind of guide us through the movie, and we'll point out those dumb moments, those. <laughs> moments of interest, anything we think's worth calling out, and we'll talk about it a little bit. Absolutely. Let's start off. So, start out right out of the gate with a bang. We have our scrolls, which I suppose you could argue, Star Wars might have stole this from Texas Chainsaw. Um, you know, I thought that as well. I didn't oh. think about, hey, I think George Lucas stole this, but yeah. I was like, okay. It, you know. The 70s. It was three years before it. Popular you know. scrolling time. Sure. Now, did y'all spot who the narrator was? No. Was it? Mm. I don't know who it was. Who was it? Oh, you don't know who? No, no. It was a one uh, first time uh, acting role, I think, on film, uh, just doing voice work, but it was John Lithgow. Huh. Wow. John Lithgow. Huh. Toby Hooper, the director of this movie, asked him to, uh, asked him if he could do a Orson Welles impression because he wanted to sound like Orson Welles. Uh, and to get the part, John Lithgow lied and could not do an Orson Welles impression, so he just used his regular voice. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> Way to go, Johnny. Yeah. So that was our friend John Lithgow. He explains what's going on. Uh, I guess uh, setting up for the horrors we're going to see that are about to come. So, well, well, Isn't this supposed to be based on a true story? Uh, this movie would make you think think that this is a true story but it's actually more of a story about serial killer ed gein yes there was no real texas chainsaw massacre with sally and the gang so yeah so it's like based on ed gein's yeah activities mm-hmm. a but little he, bit yeah. you know loosely based but that's, loosely. that's what they were presenting in the scroll kind of mm-hmm. saying oh this is what went down yeah so they started off with a little lie just like lithgow's lie yeah you know we're all lying. We're all lying. We're all lying over here. The magic of movies. <laughs> the best. I will say one thing I am glad we don't use anymore uh, in our normal vernacular is the word invalid. Um, I think it's a... <laughs> yeah. That did strike me as yeah. a really harsh description of Franklin. Invalid. Yeah. And once you saw Franklin, you were like, I don't know if that word fits. I don't think entirely. It... I think it just described any person that was uh, handicapped at the time. Just... Uh, invalid. Just yeah. in, in any way disabled, you yeah. are an invalid. Oh, mm-hmm. you're dyslexic? Invalid. invalid. Her in because her invalid brother, Franklin, is just like, wow, we're about to get something here. Yeah, I'll say when I saw that in the scroll, I was like, Well, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, how is this gonna play who's out? Who's playing the like how's the guy gonna play this character? Yeah. What approach is he gonna take? And then mm-hmm. 
completely just normal. A completely, yeah. completely <laughs> just, normal. Just a guy in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> like he seemed maybe like he was homeschooled. That was about cool. About the extent. We'll talk about Franklin. I will say the nicest thing I can say about Franklin is he's uh, insufferable. Maybe. Um, I think it's the best description for our invalid friend Franklin. <laughs> Ooh. But uh, so let's. So once we get our scroll, we then uh, jump into uh, what is. Uh, two decaying bodies that are sitting up on a monument. And in the background, we're hearing uh, radio talk about how there has been a cemetery where a bunch of the bodies have been desecrated and that family members who have family in that particular cemetery are coming down to see if any of them were part of their family, I guess is the best way to put that. So from there, we then jump to, well, before I jump, I guess, is it just me, or were those bodies really rotting? I mean, those were like some... acid burn bodies. Yeah, we have some things to say about this scene. So, those bodies, yeah, very juicy, juicy like if, bodies. If they were just pulled out of the ground, why are they so so rotty? Yeah, like it was dripping. Yeah, they, I I know formaldehyde existed back then <laughs> in '74. So. And, the other thing about this scene is, is it foggy? Is it smoke? Oh. What's going on? It looks like it was taking place in hell, um, <laughs> basically. It was the reddest tinted scene. It was... Well, it's Texas. That's it, how you yeah. know it's Texas. I immediately thought, oh, Texas. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that old Texas it's red smoke. It's uh, sepia. Texas red smoke did a half-assed job on these corpses. Must be. <laughs> there was so much smoke. What? Right behind these corpses. It was what, yeah, between the corpses that were degenerating in a weird way and the uh, atmosphere doesn't paint a good picture about what you're going to see. Um, so that's how we kind of start our movie here. I just will say about this, not to seem insensitive, and it probably will come across that way, but if someone was like, hey, the graveyard your grandpa's burying has been dug up, do you want to come see if his body's been dug up? I'd be like, absolutely not. No. Read the tombstone and tell me if his body's been dug up. And if it has been, please put it back and don't contact me again. (laughs) Like, why were families having to come identify? Did they have to put him back in the grave? Right. Were they then responsible for them? Look, we're not burying him again. (laughs) We buried them once. Yeah. That's all you paid for. Yeah. We're not doing it again. Now, like, for an extra 500 bucks, we, we'll throw them back in there for you, face down in the dirt. This um, is where their whole journey started. That's why they mm-hmm. were there. Yeah. <laughs> to identify. And by the way, I don't know if you could look at those two corpses and be like, oh, that's right. granddad, <laughs> for sure. There's only, like, so much time that could have yeah. passed. It looks like Or you could skull. still identify their body. <laughs> yes. You've got DNA in the mm-hmm. 70s. You tell me. I don't know when DNA came out, but we'll say it's the 70s for sure. Um, when it came out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it was new, invented. Um, <laughs> we got this new thing called DNA. Guys, this is going to change the game. Um, yeah, so that's how the movie starts. Yeah. Now, did you listen intently to the radio broadcast? Uh, I tried to. I um, caught one story mm-hmm. where it was man jumps off... 10th story balcony after becoming enraged that a local 
sports game was blacked out on the TV. That's a great story. I didn't hear that one. Like, how mad you gotta get that you can't watch your team play? Oh man, that you hurl your yeah. hurl yourself, hurl yourself, <laughs> you hurl yourself off the building. This now. was Texas. Not They're trying Savannah. to reiterate that it takes place in Sorry. Texas. Yeah. Well, he done hurled himself. They're yeah. dumb. They I tried to listen to all of them, nice. but. <laughs> That one jumped out. I tried my best. Um, I was real distracted by the rotting corpses. And then our following scene, we get to see uh, a highway in Texas where there's a dead armadillo. Gotta love roadkill. And we see a van at that point pull over and we're introduced to our main cast of characters. Now, this is depressing because this is where we meet uh, Invalid Franklin, who has to pee. And so Kirk who we find out is not related to Franklin at all, but for some reason is put in charge of making sure he pees. Um, <laughs> uh, takes Franklin out of the van and gives him a, I guess it's a Folgers can to pee in. And Franklin's in a wheelchair. Y- yes, Franklin yes. is the one in the wheelchair. Uh, so whilst Franklin is peeing into the Folgers can, apparently a 18-wheeler gust of wind knocks everybody off their feet and Franklin rolls down the hill throwing his piss bucket into the air. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell happened? Yeah. Uh, and, and before we break this scene out. Yeah. This was like 10 minutes into the movie that we yeah. first get something. It was a very slow start. I want it, to point yes. that out. I wrote yep. that down. But yeah. What kind of wind was this from his 18-wheeler? Because he went Mac. Ferocious. Full Mac and me. Yeah. Full. What's his name from mm-hmm. uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Two? Yep, Mark. Just <laughs> flying down this hill. I mean, flipped a few times, ripped his shirt. It was not good. It was really sad, actually. I don't know what the clothes are made of in this movie. Oh my god! But anytime anyone has a tumble or bumps into something, their clothes are shredded, disintegrate. Absolutely, <laughs> just disintegrate. Yeah, wet paper factory clothes. Except for another character we meet by the name of <laughs> what? <laughs> that was just uh, that joke didn't that land, wasn't, and he's oh, a little that upset. wasn't. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sorry. The wet paper factory clothes. That was regrettable. That's hilarious. To say the least. <laughs> we will continue. On. I apologize. <laughs> Not the wet paper factory clothes. <laughs> Is it related to a space? Uh, oh fuck! I forgot what I called it. <laughs> <laughs> what did I call it last week? A space uh, flying saucer. A space yes. flying saucer. It's related to yes. a space flying saucer. Um, yes. Came from the same same factory. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So at that point, I what I was going to say is, except for Jerry, and Jerry has on the thickest fucking polyester uh, shirt, buttoned all the way to the top. And everybody else is dying of a heat stroke, but Jerry just keeps trekking on with that fucking shirt. Just <laughs> cruising. Now, I will ask. Mm-hmm. So, Franklin rockets down this hill in his wheelchair yes. and falls out. What did that add to the story? Mm, that's a great question. I think it was just to show how fucking tragic it is <laughs> to be Franklin. <laughs> Franklin is just helpless. Yeah. They just wanted to point out yeah. Look how invalidity. Yes. What is the. Look how terrible he is. Yeah, look how bad off this guy is. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. 
He has to piss in a Folgers can. He has to have two two by fours to get out of the car. Um, I mean, that's all it was really painting, I guess. So let's throw him down a hill too. Yeah. I I got mm-hmm. it from the piss can and the wheelchair. I feel bad for him. I yeah. feel bad for him. You don't yeah. gotta knock him down a hill. And this is 1974. There are no ramps in 1974. There is no law for the disabled in this country There's no in 1974. ADA. No, absolutely not. The American Disability Act did not exist. No, and no one was thinking about it for another 30 years. They were just calling them invalids. Yeah. Get it together. <laughs> Invalid. And we'll touch more on Franklin's situation, I guess. But at this point, we then meet our full cast of characters. We got Kirk, who is, uh, boy, I don't know, just friends of Sally and Franklin, I guess. Probably more Sally. Uh, Sally is the uh, sister of Franklin. Then we have Jerry. And I guess it's alluded that Jerry and Sally are a thing. So there's that. And then we have, is it Pam? Pam. I, I want to say Pam. Yes. Pam, who's also our local astrologer. Uh, and that's really it. And then this movie kind of just takes off with our characters. Yeah, they're just cruising around in the van. Now, I think you both are aware of Maya Dar for air conditioning. And this movie had absolutely none. No air conditioning. Oh. And I want to say... This looked hot. This looked really fucking hot. Yeah. The actors were hot. Yeah. The actors were actually hot. Yeah. They were not having a good time. No. Absolutely not. That was real sweat. They were all in hell. Except for Jerry. Kept that polyester thick-ass shirt on the whole time. But I will say that uh, as a fun fact, they did film this in the middle of summer. So anytime it looks hot, it was. It was over 100 degrees all through filming. And I'm sure there's no air conditioning on the $30 money they had to make this entire movie. So, yeah, I'm sure it was all real. And I will say, at this point, we're kind of jumping into Franklin telling the story of his family and how they worked at the slaughterhouse. When it shows the picture of that one cow that it looked like it was having a heat stroke. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was the most disturbing shit, I think, in this whole movie. That was like frothy mouth yeah thing? it was yeah. like having convulsions yeah that one it's like <laughs> i almost became vegan after i saw that again. was yeah. yeah i didn't like that that was really hurtful and i guess you gotta think yeah those cows are out there huddled up against each other in the 100 degree heat yeah that's torture it's pretty horrifying yeah absolutely terrible you know as i'm looking i have the word invalid written down <laughs> yeah and it says invalid. That's yeah, a, it's a invalid. Harsh, it's a harsh word. When it you is. Think about it. It really you is. You are invalid. And I guess they tried to add a flair to it and just said invalid. Yeah, but it, it's really invalid. We all know folks. what. The, yeah, we know what you're doing here. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to point that out. No, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I noticed that when I was reading the scroll. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that is pretty rough. That the word came across harsh. Yeah, on all levels. Yeah. Written and said. Um. But at this point, we then... Uh, hitchhiker? Nope. We're not even the oh, hitchhiker yet. Oh, wow. I know. That's where things really get interesting. We then go to an area where it looks like everybody's having a goddamn hoot nanny at this fucking cemetery. Oh. And <laughs> we meet some real creepos um, here. And w- I will say about this scene is Sally is asking this old man, who seems okay and nice, 
about the cemetery thing. And he's like, yeah, you just talk to that guy over there. And then all of a sudden this dude comes in and grabs Sally by the arm and like starts dragging her away. It was yeah, so who, strange. Who was that guy? Never. We never know. Was that the sheriff? I don't know. I think <laughs> it was supposed to be. Well, the way wow. he was like roughing her up and like grabbing her arm, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, so we then determined that uh, the graves of Sally and Franklin's relatives were not disturbed. So they're now going to he- get some gas and head back home. But on the way to the gas station, they come across, and this is what I find very insane, a hitchhiker and decide to give him a ride. Holy fuck, this hitchhiker. You guys. This gentleman here. (laughs) I will say, number one, hitchhikers, what are we doing? What are we doing picking up people on the side of the road, folks? I know it was 1974. Bad idea all around. Just absolutely absolutely bad idea. Bad idea on both parts. Hitchhiker, why are you getting into a stranger's car? Mm -hmm. There's that. Let's have a little self-preservation here Mm -hmm. all around. Yeah. And their excuse was, oh, he's, he'll have a heat stroke out here. Well, you know, there's shade. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't have to be out here. The lesson learned, and then we're going to jump into, don't let anyone in your fucking car. <laughs> ever. So they decide to give this uh, real creepo a, uh, a ride. They pull over, let this guy in, and uh, I don't really know the best way to describe him. Uh, I would say... Let's see. A schizophrenic comes to mind? Coked out, schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. I would say a methed out. Methed, methed out, out. Methed out, schizophrenic. James Store Franco. Store brand oh, James Franco. James Franco. <laughs> Discount James Franco. Yes. With a giant red birthmark on his face. Yes. Just the biggest red birthmark. Which, you know. Invalid. I- Invalid. <laughs> Mentally invalid. <laughs> Birthmark? Yeah. Invalid. Yeah. This whole... The way this hitchhike scene played out was mm-hmm. so frustrating to me. Because within 10 seconds, you realize this this cat is fucking crazy. Is absolutely off the rails. Stop the van. <laughs> yep. Make him get out. Mm-hmm. Why can why continue with the charade? Well, I wrote down the sequence of events of this hitchhiker. So it goes like this. Number one, he gets in, looks the way he does. <laughs> number two. Strike one. Number two, he begins talking about how he used to be a killer at the slaughterhouse, of which Franklin finds great delight in discussing this with him. Um, and at the same time, Franklin's calling him Count Dracula. I want to come back to that. But he keeps calling him Dracula. Then the guy asks if he can borrow Franklin's knife, takes it, bad idea anyway, cuts his hand open, then takes a picture of Franklin, wants $2, burns the picture when they don't give it to him, and then cuts Franklin's arm open with a razor blade. Well, And that is when they decide to let him out of the car. Well, and you missed one. Which one was that? When they're talking about killing the cows, he takes out his own pictures That's right. of dead cows and shows them to Franklin. He took out his Polaroids of his work. Like, wallet. He had them, like, folded up in his wallet. Like, like the god damn, who is this? Where do we draw the line? Are you guys just super polite? I don't get it. Are you, like, in shock about what's going on? 
Uh, no, no, he, no. When he slid the door open to get in, I would have, I would have hit the gas. Yeah. No, hit the gas no. immediately. Sorry, not this one. Not this guy. Absolutely no, 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 no. not. But then goes through a series of at least five events that proves he is a maniac. <laughs> and only when the last second do they throw him out when he cuts Franklin's arm open with a razor blade. It's the most uncomfortable scene. I can say in most cinema, to be honest with you. I've never felt more uncomfortable. Absolutely. I completely felt so uncomfortable during that scene and leading up to it. Just every red flag was just, Mm -hmm. nope. And Franklin, like, kept asking questions. That's when you're like, God damn it, Franklin, shut the fuck. Franklin, stop engaging. We all have one of those friends. Oh, yeah. Where you're just like. The rest of us know to stop talking. Don't feed the fire. Keep it going. Mm -hmm. This is, No. We look down at our plates. We pretend yes, he's not standing exactly. at the edge of the table. The rest of us take social cues, and there's that one friend that just doesn't pick up on it. Yes. And we all know it's Corey in this group. It's um, Corey. It's definitely. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, that probably one of the more uncomfortable scenes in cinema, period, for me. <laughs> so after they finally kick this man out of the car, <laughs> he smears blood on the car, and they keep driving and end up at a gas station where we get introduced to one of the second most uncomfortable scenes in this movie. And it's meeting the old man that owns the gas station. And I hate to use the fucking word, but since this movie loves it, an invalid window washer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was also uncomfortable. <laughs> and he only approaches the car when the old man walks up to the car. So when the old man walks away and then comes back immediately, he comes back immediately. And it's just like, this movie gives me anxiety. <laughs> this movie absolutely gives me the worst anxiety. Um, I agree. Mm-hmm. I have to backtrack. Oh, okay. To the whole crazy person in the van scene. Yes. Let's go back. That scene was so long. <laughs> by yep. the way. Mm-hmm. And the acting was so bad. After after Frank gets his arm cut, he yeah. does like a cry scream. Yes, that is so noteworthy. <laughs> I laughed out loud, and I don't think that's what they were going for. But oh no no no! Well, there there is speculation that Toby Hooper uh, thought the uh, he said he inserted comic elements into this. But the audience never picked up on it. and But he says certain parts of this movie is supposed to be uncomfortably funny was his thing about it. But I don't know if that was necessarily one of them. See, I thought but Franklin was just like going for it. Acting his heart out. I'm getting an yeah. Oscar for this. It just was falling short. First off, in a wheelchair. Oh, hand me that Academy Award. <laughs> this is my radio. Yeah. <laughs> this is my radio. <laughs> You know, the Academy Award-winning masterpiece, Radio. <laughs> you never go full invalid. No, you never do. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it should be said, I don't think anybody in this movie necessarily, well, maybe one or two did a astounding acting job. And I think one might be just endurance more than oh acting. But So anyway, uh, but yes. Franklin's scream is something special. Ah, he cut my arm. And what is that accent? What is it? Because 
Jerry doesn't have one. I don't even think Sally has one, but Franklin is full-on accent in this movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, we're at this creepy gas station. With our friend um, who's washing the windows. And we're alerted that this gas station does not have gas. They won't get it until that night or maybe in the morning. So at this point, I do want to point out, because this was one note I made, that this movie apparently has 800 cut scenes in less than 90 minutes. And Toby Hooper says the reason he did that was to create uh, anxiety and stress in his audience. And I think this is where we start to see it a lot because the girls are fucking with the uh, Coca-Cola machine. Guys washing the window. They're talking to the old man. They're realizing all this stuff. And it's all happening within split second cuts. So we're getting, like uh, we were talking about earlier, an overstimulation of everything that's happening. And it's causing the audience a little bit of stress. Which is something I really like about this movie. I don't like being stressed, but I like that this movie fucks with you in that way. Um, <clears throat> so at this point, really, while we're at the gas station, we just realize, if nothing else, Texas is full of fucking weirdos. <laughs> if nothing else we learn from this movie. <laughs> Wherever this is in Texas, nothing but weirdos. <laughs> yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I will say that... And we'll get to it later about the feeling of just the uncomfortable sense. <laughs> yeah. The uncomfortable vibe that this movie creates. But that's a dangerous line to play as a director. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's either works in a sense that it heightens the fear or it just flat out annoys you and makes you hate it. It could be that too. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> looking at Jill, I, mm-hmm. I think I know which which side she falls on. But but okay. please continue, Andrew. I didn't feel super strongly about the cut scenes. No, no, no. I'm not. But I think not what, in this scene. I think what your issue is is a, probably what he was going for mm-hmm. for sure with the cut. Oh, he absolutely well. did it on purpose. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So after the gas station, they go to that the house. Yeah, and this is another thing, Franklin is pushing them so hard to go so to this hard. goddamn house. He's like, there's a creek there. We can swim. And I'm not trying to be mean, but I was like, they can swim, Franklin. <laughs> um, but- <laughs> <laughs> the valids can swim. <laughs> the, the valids. Not the valids. <laughs> oh, my God. But... <laughs> It was really wild. <laughs> Franklin's like, no, we can go there. It's just right down the road. And it's just like, okay. But Franklin, we don't have any gas. <laughs> We're going backward at this point. And I don't know about you guys. I would still be thinking about that fucking creep that almost killed all of us. I was like, he's still walking he's this that way. that direction. Well, yeah. Later in like the next scene, Franklin is still freaking out about it. <laughs> he is. And you wanted to go play in the creek? Yeah. And you're still so freaking which he had every right to be. He did sure. get yep. stabbed in the arm by a crazy person. Yes. I yes. know I would be freaking out. I'd Absolutely. Been like, I need to go get a tetanus shot. <laughs> I need I to get a lot of stuff. Now? We're yeah. going to the hospital you now. Xanax? Well, also at that gas station is when you begin to see just how really fucking annoying Franklin is. Because oh, he's the mm. worst. Looking at his knife, he's like, oh, there's blood still on. You think that he's going to... 
and he's asking Kirk a million questions. And I give Kirk credit. He is being very patient. But at the same time, it's just like, Franklin, Jesus, you are this guy. But anyway. <laughs> Franklin's been coddled, I'll say. He, Jill, Probably. Jill had a, a guess that he's either newly invalid. Mm, okay. <laughs> or he's just was has been like really, really babied his whole life. I would say probably newly invalid because the way he talks about his grandpa's house, it sounds like he had fun there at one point. I, I, it does. It sounds like he had a great time there as a child, but I will say that I think they mentioned that someone carried because, uh, Kirk, I think asked somebody like, how did he, Franklin used to get down here? And he was like, somebody must have carried him as a kid. Oh, so Frank, I do remember them saying that. Yeah. So this has to be a lifelong thing, probably, Franklin. But well, his this, legs look completely normal. Well, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have uh, Avatar legs. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Of course, this movie had a lot less money than that. That's so, true. <laughs> you kind of just take who you can get. Yeah, and apparently this guy. True. That's true. Um, so, yeah, they arrive at uh, Sally and Franklin's grandparents' house. Now, guys, this house... They mention it numerous times, walking through it, talking about it. This is where they spent time as children. I have so much to say about it. This house is a fucking husk. (laughs) (laughs) The depletion on this house was massive. I don't know when they died, but this house went downhill real quick. Sally (laughs) said she last remembers spending the night there at eight years old. She can't be more than 22. Yeah. I would guess she's supposed to be even younger than that. So, but, like, we'll say this house has been vacant for, at most, a decade. Yeah. Why is it in shambles? Just nothing. Absolutely Just rotted completely away. Yeah. That does not happen in a decade. No. It takes a lot longer. I mean, Especially God. in a dry climate. <laughs> yeah. House will be there forever. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, Blaine and I, we just watched uh, Jason Goes to Hell and that Voorhees house stayed real nice for 40 years. (laughs) Electricity was still on. Goddamn. Held together. Um, But yeah, this house is just in absolute disarray. Nothing still exists. Things are growing over. It's wild. Um, But now that we've arrived, (laughs) we do see everyone going in, leaving Franklin outside, and... I know it's a sausage, but it looked like Franklin had a donkey dick in his mouth that whole I could not figure out what that was. I was like, is that a pig's foot or what is that supposed to be? I thought it was a croissant. I was upset about it the whole time. I love that you thought that gas station would have a croissant. Right? (laughs) Can you imagine the look they would give you if you asked for a croissant again? Yeah. A croissant. Uh A croissant. Yeah, that guy looked like he was really making him in the back. Um, a buttered croissant. So they leave Franklin. Oh, the other question I have. So they're in a decrepit house. Mm-hmm. And they are just having the best fucking time. Just, just laughing, giggling. Yeah. Cutting up. I'm like, what is so fun in this house right now? Even worse, they leave Franklin outside. To hear them all yeah. laughing. Not to mention, how's Franklin going to get in? Well, you know, that... Did have a wheelchair ramp going into that house, so maybe, you know, yeah. I guess wow. plays into more. Yeah. Has been a a lot of stairs, though. Oh, a lot of, yeah. Franklin's side. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, poor Franklin left outside. And then he has like a breakdown. Uh, I lost all respect for him. Oh, yeah. The fart noises. Yep. And doing the voice. Yeah. Yeah. Can I Franklin? Yeah. I was like, Especially given that in some of these conversations, we learned that Franklin was not exactly invited on this trip. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't supposed to be there. And I want to make the argument. Franklin, you wanted to come here. You wanted to come to this house. You insisted. Yeah. We were wanting to get as far away from this hellhole as possible, but not you. You wanted to go see this house that, I mean, in all fairness, has rotted away in a very short amount of time. But it is here. Oh, so one thing that freaked, I just don't like it. When Kirk is walking around and he sees the huddle of spiders in the corner, don't like that. Don't want to be part of that <laughs> at all. Why are the spiders so loud? They were just Very loud spiders. They had on tap shoes. They all had on little tap shoes. <laughs> Toby Hooper shit. said that's where most of the money went, yes. with the spider tap shoes. <laughs> First use of CGI yeah. was on spider tap shoes. You know, talking about a waste of money, um, the birthmark on this gentleman's face is not real. I also want to point out. Oh. That was a fake birthmark. I thought it was supposed to be blood. I thought he was just... <laughs> From his latest slaughter. It That's what it looked like, but it's supposed to be a birthmark. Okay, interesting <laughs> choice. Just, like, really into David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> it was the time period. Um, I don't know. He doesn't seem like the type to keep up with uh, contemporary music, um, no. if at all. Uh, but, yeah. So, we run into the spiders... And at that point, uh, Pam and Kirk want to spend a little time alone. So they ask Franklin where the creek is. Franklin lets them know. Uh, they were not very nice when they're behind Franklin's back. I will say that. Talk some major shit about Franklin. Well, Franklin sucks. <laughs> I mean, and again, not that Franklin is the greatest character, but I would probably argue none of these people are really great people. You know what I mean? They're not the greatest group. Uh, the only person I may, I mean, well, I do feel bad for is Sally, but we hadn't even got to her uh, poor fate yet. Um, so Kurt and Pam are running to the creek, and they discover that the creek has dried up, amongst other things in this <laughs> fucking town. <laughs> also, when they get to the creek bed, the dried creek bed, it's maybe a foot across. Maybe. Right. This was a puddle, guys. <laughs> They were swimming in this? This was yeah. a crick. This was this is a crick. <laughs> and you know how I feel about still water. I just don't fuck with no still water. No. It's got to be moving or bust. So all I would think about is how many snakes would be in it and uh, everything else. <laughs> but yeah, so that was the creek that was dried up. But then Kirk hears a noise. And it's coming from the house next door. And so they wander over and find a house with a bunch of cars that are covered and they see that they have a generator and Kirk is going to ask them if he can borrow some of their gas so they can fill up the van. Well, this is where things really take a real bad turn for this group of people. So Especially dumb. for Kirk. <laughs> yeah, especially for Kirk. At this point, uh, Kirk finds it to be a great idea to enter a fucking home. <laughs> Hold on, Andrew. Oh. Wait a second. All right. Before he enters the home, <gasps> yes, you're he right. finds a fucking tooth. A, a human. human tooth. A human tooth on the front porch, picks it up, 
confirms it's a human tooth and then gives it to Pam and she goes to scare her. Yeah. And she runs off. If I find a molar on your front porch, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna move on. I'm not knocking on your door. I'm not no. knocking on your door. And that's absolutely not. And that's just the first thing he notices. Yeah, that's just number one. That was the first signal number one. Yes. The other signals were they had a Make America Great Again flag and a <laughs> lock her up uh, <laughs> yard sign. So if that didn't tell you anything, um, but at that point. Uh, yeah, so Pam is angry at Kirk and goes to the swing. I guess this is where the family does. But at, this is where we meet the the legend, uh, the world-famous Leatherface. Uh, Kirk walks in, sees this house covered in skeletal remains of animals. and the Wallpaper peeling off. Yeah, although I gotta say... This house was not clean. This house was not in great shape. But I've seen houses on hoarders that look a hundred times worse than this fucking house. <laughs> this house looked decent comparatively. <laughs> but again. Mm-hmm. Yes. He found a tooth mm-hmm. on the front porch. He opens the door after no one answers it. Just lets himself in. Sees all this shit. All these skulls. All this stuff. And still chooses... To walk inside of this home. Is anyone home? Yeah, screaming. No. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. What, what's the matter with you? I mean, if the tooth didn't scare you away, you should have opened the door and said, no. Also, no, 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 no. you know it smelled. Oh, so yeah. Bad. You know it smelled. Absolutely. Yeah. You absolutely. Don't, you don't walk into a house like that. No. You don't walk into a stranger's house Period. in general. Yeah. Even if it's the nicest house, you don't walk into it. No, am no. I just am I the only one that just assumes everyone I don't know is a murderer? One hundred percent, me too. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I assume everyone's a murderer. Literally everyone. If someone rings my doorbell, I go get my gun. Yeah. <laughs> That's and I a live in a nice sure. area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. Um. It's anyway. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's not a dude. I don't live next to decrepit <laughs> Texas. Dry creek bed. Yep. Dusty place. Yeah. Rotting away mansion. Yeah, but... So, yes. So, Kirk walks in and meets his fate very quickly. Leatherface, wearing a human's face on his, hits Kirk on top of the head with a little sledgehammer, (laughs) which which Kirk begins to convulse on the ground. I liked that. That 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 was rough. That was a good... Death. Yeah, yeah, that's disturbing. It was disturbing for sure. And then drag Kurt's body in and slams that metal door. And for some fucking reason, Pam decides to go investigate. <laughs> <laughs> Pam then goes into the house herself, begins just strolling around in this weird house, and wanders into a room that is nothing but bones and chicken feathers on the ground. With a chicken in a cage. <laughs> a live chicken. <laughs> a live chicken hanging in a cage. Which she stared at like that was the most disturbing part of the room. I will say, <laughs> I know you talked about the hitchhiker scene. Her just looking around that room felt like 10 minutes it, by itself. It, it yeah. sure did. Yeah. We get it. There's creepy things in here. You don't yeah. have to look at every single one of them. Yeah. 
Matter of fact, stop looking and run. She spent the most time focusing on that poor hen in the cage. Yeah. Like that was the most normal thing about this room. It did yeah. pan to her like a close up of her face where she looked super distraught, and then it cut right to the chicken. So yeah, uh-huh. like she think she was <laughs> not a chicken. <laughs> what is this poultry? What is that? From there, we get Leatherface coming in the room, picking up Pam. And leads her to the kitchen where he hangs her. I can't talk about Pam. <laughs> he hangs her the, on a meat hook. That that was so fucked up. Oh. And you just know, as soon as you see that open back shirt, something's something's happening with that. Oh. Something's going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that looked... I mean, to be honest, that's got to be extraordinarily painful. And then, on top of it, the gift that keeps on giving is she then gets to watch, as she struggles on the meat hook, Kurt get cut up with a chainsaw on the kit- on the yep. table. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that if you were chopping someone to bits with a chainsaw, <laughs> there would be blood spraying everywhere. No this blood is true. here. But, you know, that's... There I'm is sure blood all over the kitchen, though, so <laughs> there's that. Maybe he, maybe he was emptied. I would also maybe. like to point out that if Pam was hung on a meat hook by theoretically her back spine, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever's got her hanging, she would not be screaming. I don't think that she would be capable of screaming because I don't know if you guys have ever like oh, no, hit your hook. back oh. on something, <laughs> but like you get that <clears throat> knocks the breath out of you. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's no way that she would have been able to have noise coming out of her lungs and a full ass scream with a meat hook up her spine. Yeah. That's a different kind of inhalation. That's some new shit. Yeah. (laughs) But at this point, I guess we all begin to realize that this house is not what it seems. (laughs) This is quite the fucked up house. I would say this house is exactly what it seems. You know what? It is. To be fair. Fair point, Jill. (laughs) And it is in Texas. So seems legit. Yeah. Every house in Texas must be like this. So anyway. We have that. You're looking over there. Is there a ghost? <laughs> There's a ghost behind there you. There sure is. Fuck. <laughs> we hadn't even got to our paranormal list yet. Well, this house was built in 1989, so it's an early 90s ghost. Oh, no. It's the ghost of Kevin McAllister. <laughs> the year my mom was born? So JTG. <laughs> um, yeah. Think about Leatherface. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know like the backstory on the actor's decisions. Uh. You're talking about Gunnar Hansen? I guess so. Okay. What is with the high-pitched <laughs> screaming? Ah, yeah. Um, I think this is just my theory. I don't have any proof. My theory is is that Toby Hooper was like, so your character is called Leatherface. You're going to wear human skin on your face. We're going to change it later on to a woman's face that you're going to put on. <laughs> Uh, so whatever you think that character may do, you just go ahead. And I think that's where that comes from. Interesting <laughs> yeah. choice. Yeah. I think this was just a choice that he was like, well, I think if I'm going for it, I'm going to go all the way. And he just starts <laughs> screaming like a fucking... He sounds like Beaker from, from, from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I was going to say, but... <laughs> Does Leatherface have gender dysphoria? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> what do we think? Mm-hmm. Is there... he the true invalid? Aww. Well, I think it should go without saying. It was Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, oh I'm just kidding. Boy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, but no, 
<laughs> I think absolutely the true invalid is uh, <laughs> Leatherface, the Hitchhiker, and later on some other people. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but anyway. Yes, please continue. So at this point, uh, after the brutal murders of, well, brutal murder of Kirk, Pam is getting the real um, work up over at the other house. But we then cut back to Franklin, Jerry, and Sally. And Jerry's being a real dick to Franklin. Franklin's being annoying. And <laughs> Sally's just trying to figure out what the fuck to do. So at this point, the sun is starting to set. Which, you know, I don't want to be in a broke-down van at a decrepit-ass house in the middle of nowhere. Just me. But Jerry decides... He's going to go and investigate where Kirk and Pam went. At that point, Jerry finds himself still in his hot-ass polyester 70s outfit, wandering into the same goddamn house. And this time, Jerry actually finds the room where all the killing took place. Now, what's interesting to me about this? Jerry finds this room. It is absolutely covered in blood. This room definitely looks like a murder occurred here. Doesn't phase him too much. Just kind of wanders around. And then hears a noise coming from the freezer. Opens it up. And it is Pam. Now that's a good jump scare. Because I thought Pam might have been dead at that point. Oh no. Pam's still with it. Trying to escape. But... The next scene is probably one of my favorite scenes, and it's with Leatherface busts in the room, and Jerry lets out the biggest scream you've ever heard <laughs> right before Leatherface crushes his skull in with a sledgehammer yet again. And then, to make matters worse, slams poor fucking Pam back into the freezer and closes the door. Poor Pam. So, guys, we now have three pretty much dead people well, here. <laughs> and right here, I have it written down a question mark. Uh, can you actually stab someone with a chainsaw? I think here, he, does he cut up Jerry with a chainsaw? Nope, nope. He just uh, hits Jerry on the head at this point. I know what you're talking about. Nuts to come. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I was going to say, now. yeah. <laughs> I remember now. All right. But yes, so at this point, we see not only is Leatherface killing these people, but storing them in this giant freezer he has in the room. But we're still not done yet, folks. It is now dark. And we cut back to the concerned Sally and Franklin. Okay, guys. This scene where they argue about that fucking flashlight. Oh, my God. For what seems like an entire movie. I could have killed Franklin oh in that moment. Oh, my God. I could take Hated that chainsaw him. from Leatherface and just do it myself. I, no shit. <laughs> no I just shit. wanted to dump him out of his wheelchair. <laughs> oh, God. And run away. <laughs> if I was Sally. I think Sally might have wanted to do that. Yes. He was the absolute goddamn worst right then. And he didn't let up. But I was... I did hear that uh, this actor who plays Franklin... They said he was very method actor. And eventually enjoyed annoying other cast members. Oh, God. And they said after they did the flashlight scene, he and the actress that played Sally no longer spoke to each other. Because <laughs> she was so she was truly annoyed during that scene. Because it was not supposed to go that long, but he made it that long. Oh, my God. 
And Toby Hooper kept it in to show how annoying Franklin was. Wow. And I it felt worked. that as well. Maybe, it worked. Maybe he does deserve an Oscar. Yeah, maybe so. But yes, all that was a choice on that actor. Uh, but yeah, it infuriates me with Franklin during oh, that scene. I 100% agree. Yeah. And following it up, I didn't feel as sorry as you're probably supposed to with Franklin. Because at that point, Sally, again, like the other three people, goes to investigate where Jerry has now gone. And they start wandering toward the house in the dark. Franklin, still wheelchair-bound, pushing him through dirt, rocks, grass. Brambles. Not exactly the best terrain for a 1974 wheelchair that looks like it was stolen from a hospital. (laughs) It is (laughs) the cheapest wheelchair. And poor fucking Sally, who probably weighs 78 pounds, (laughs) is having to push 200-pound Franklin through all of this. But I will say... When Leatherface does show up and that chainsaw blows oh. your eardrums out, that's a great scene. That's a good scare I right was there. I so happy <laughs> when he started killing Franklin. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say it was a decent oh, scare. But it was a good scare. Shut this guy up. But <laughs> so he pops out and just starts chainsawing Franklin. He goes for Franklin first. Right in the chest. Franklin. And like he must have been overhearing the conversation as a man. <laughs> He said, oh, God. (laughs) I won't even deal with this fucking guy. (laughs) I gotta go kill him right now. He probably heard all the shouting from his house and walked over there. This is where he looked like he was stabbing him with the chainsaw. Yes, exactly. I don't know if it works like that, but it was a good kill. I was trying to think, because I knew what you were talking about when you mentioned it. I mean, I guess the momentum of the chain, if you pushed it Towards someone, it probably would go through them, right? But not like a katana sword. You'd have to like leave it there so it would eat, dig through. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm he was doing that. like he was like <laughs> like his butter. Yeah, like just he was just pure butter. Like, give it his butter. <laughs> well, we've talked about this before that a chainsaw just does not seem like the most ideal weapon, right? Absolutely yeah. not. Like it's heavy. It's not easily manipulated. The way that it cuts, it takes a lot of effort. You have to leave it yeah, and push at the same time. Yeah, you got to add something to it. It's not There's like a chop. sawing involved. Yeah. It's a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to leave it there for it's it in to the name. saw. <laughs> not a quick That's implement. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. But it's probably why they chose a massive actor to play that part, too. Because I'm sure... Because even chainsaws now are heavy. I'm sure a 74 chainsaw was probably like 100 pounds. And let's talk about the cardio that this actor must have done. Holy shit. And that maybe the character of Leatherface was doing. Well, that's what I was talking about, Leatherface. Yeah. Uh I mean, like. Yeah, Leatherface must, like, on his off days, his non-killing days. He's got a treadmill in the back. (laughs) Yeah, he goes and runs He holds the chainsaw. Yep. And runs on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because he did look like, okay, this guy weighs like 300 pounds. Oh, absolutely. He's got a full, uh, he had a tie on. I appreciate that. You know? <laughs> you know what? He dressed. I will for... say, Leatherface does dress up for an occasion. He did. <laughs> but yeah, the stamina is 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 on point. He's yeah. kept up with Sally. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. After Franklin is dead, this is when Sally, and I don't think I'm exaggerating, screams nonstop for 30 30 minutes. Oh, <laughs> for straight be more than that. 
30 minutes. From that point until the end of the movie. Is in a scream to all her might. <laughs> Absolutely it, all her might. It was inexcusable. Yeah. <laughs> By the end, I was not rooting for Sally anymore. Oh, my God. It was, again, adding toward that overstimuli that everybody's getting. Because you got to think, you're getting the chainsaw. You're getting her screaming. The anxiety of the entire situation of running, chasing, knocking down things. Hundreds of cuts in a minute. And I get it. I get mm-hmm. the intention. But with the screaming, it didn't make me feel any more like afraid or anxious. It just was like, please kill her. Infuriating. <laughs> please kill her now. Infuriating. Just... Well, that's even the best just, part. We now kidding. follow Sally back into this goddamn house, and she does more exploring than the rest of the people did. She then goes upstairs and finds a dried corpse, it looks like, but then we notice it's alive still. And then... See, I didn't notice it was alive in the upstairs yet. Um, I didn't know it was alive until... <laughs> The dinner scene? Until, yeah, yeah, the dinner scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Sally kind of knows that it's alive, but Sally's smart. She closed and locked the door on Leatherface, uh, who then cuts through the door like butter. Cuts straight through this door uh, in a million pieces and chases her up the stairs. And then Sally do- does a fucking nosedive out the top window <laughs> of this yes. fucking house. Sally will bust through a window. Sally will do what it takes. Sally turned into the Kool-Aid man. She did. She did. Sally puts some effort into her getaways. Which just, I understand the impulse mm-hmm. to bust out the window. Just you're running from a murderer with a chainsaw, so you can't really afford a sprained ankle right now. Not at all. And you jumped out of a two-story window. And just shattered belly flops to the ground. Absolutely. Now your leg is broken. So congratulations. Yeah. What's wild is it doesn't seem to be broken at that point. It only seems to be broken later on when she jumps out of the uh, the second the the first floor window. window. (laughs) You know, again, the trope in scary movies is that as you're escaping, you always make mistakes or you don't think things through. In that situation, you have this giant man in a mask carrying a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. He's probably not, probably doesn't have the best dexterity. Why don't you just get on top of the roof? Okay, yeah. I'm just saying, this, <laughs> watch this big-ass man try to climb on the roof. Well, if if Sally's uh, screams give me an indication, I don't think her mind was in the right place at all. Well, so. yeah. I mean. Because, again, doesn't stop screaming. For at least another 10 minutes. That's true. Uh, um, so she jumps out the window. Jumps out the window. And then proceeds to run a marathon. Yes. Through absolutely. All with a bushes. fucking 300-pound chainsaw-wielding man cha- right on her ass. Now, with his stamina. Yes. Now, another thing, another decision. It was It's pitch black, okay? Yes. Had she just stopped screaming. She might could have lost him. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she was running through some thick brush, but... When you're screaming, <laughs> all you got to do is just listen. guiding him. Yeah, to you. just just calm him in, and he'll be easy to track because he's revving that chainsaw every three seconds. Yeah, so, so you know, okay, Ooh, dodged him, but no, not Sally. not Sally, not Sally, not Sally. 
I will say they didn't do the one thing that you and I have talked about this recently. This movie was dark when it was outside. They did not try and fool us with any fake light as the moonlight. It was they very dark. Mm-hmm. It was very dark. They made that choice for sure in this. Uh, so at that point, just when you think Leatherface is about to catch the Sally, she makes it to the gas station we saw earlier and goes in and finds the old man from earlier. And apparently at that point, Leatherface has left, <laughs> left her alone. And she goes inside, and the old man tries to calm her down. And he says, well, I'll go get the truck. You just calm down, and I'll be right back. At this point, we then realize, once the man comes back, well, I would say this. When she's staring at the barbecue, at that point, I kind of thought about, oh, okay. This dude is cooking these people. Got it. All right. Yeah. And then he comes back with the sack. <laughs> the sack. <laughs> All innocently, kind of. Yeah. Like, I, I got a sack. Uh-huh. It's He's like, be, no, you calm down. It's going to be... Oh, yeah, I'm going to put this sack on this you. This was the most frustrating oh, thing I've God. ever so seen. He, if you, he yeah. brings a sack, mm-hmm. and then he starts beating her ass with a push broom. He... With just a regular broom. If Sally hadn't been through enough, this old-ass man starts <laughs> whopping the shit out of her. Kind of with a broom. You can't, and that's the thing. Like you can't really whop the fuck out no. of someone with a broom. Broom handles are essentially hollow. That yeah. wood is not compact enough to knock someone if out. Anything, but it would probably Sally. made her mad enough to just fight this old right. man. Right, like just yes. just wax. Like fuck. Okay, Hop and strike this yeah. old man. So he beat her ass with this broom, unconscious. I think. Yeah, yeah all he pretty much. Her out yeah, enough and, to be able to tie up her hands. And put her in the sack. After sticking a dirty rag in her mouth. Ugh. You know that had to be dirty barbecue rag, Just too. Like blood. Ugh. That's Ugh. the one that yeah. lit number two was washing the cars with. Oh, God. Spitting on. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> there was that. But I will say the next portion of this was one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Is he puts Sally in the car, closes the door... And then makes the realization that he left the lights on and runs all the way back in to cut them off. I made a comment about it because Jill never turns the lights off. I said, even this motherfucker <laughs> goes in and turns his lights off. Even he had the most sense. <laughs> even this guy. He said, oh no, light bill is too expensive. Uh, so yeah, at that point, he then pokes Sally with a stick all the way back to Leatherface's house. And we realize, obviously, that he and Leatherface are related in some way, and then the fucking cherry on top is the hitchhiker that they threw out of the car earlier is walking up the driveway as well. And we then put it all together that all three of these fucking lunatics are related. Clan of crazy people. (laughs) Clan of crazies. Mm. Now, okay, so there's been discussion about who and what their relation is. We know Leatherface and the hitchhiker are brothers. Mm Mm-hmm. And I always kind of thought that this was their dad, but I don't know. He doesn't seem dadly, but I mean, I mean, fuck, he's cooking people, but (laughs) I got a dad vibe from him too. I got more of an uncle vibe from him. There's that. Yes. An uncle. Cause they, they said, go get grandpa, grandpa. Right. And then 
I don't know. We but again, really la- like last week when we discussed Jaws, I don't know how fucking old people are in the 70s. This guy could have been 38 years old. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. Could have just had a real hard life in Texas. Well, the part that I kind of thought about was that when the hitchhiker is in the van, he talks about what a good cook his brother is. And we know Leatherface is not <sighs> doing the cooking. That's right. He does the killing. Yes. So are they all three brothers? Mm. That's a great point, Jill. And this they guy have is to be the them. oldest brother? Oh, he's a really old brother. Does the cooking. Wow. Yeah, I mean, right. don't get me wrong. Well, they yes. seem like the types that would have killed their parents. Um, I But kept Grandpa around. I have another reason. point of discussion for oh, this part. Hit it. Maybe not for this part specifically. But were they living there and occupying this house? When Sally and Franklin were children and staying right. with their grandparents, was this their the next neighbors? door neighbor? Yeah, yeah. Was this the neighbors the whole time? It wasn't too far off. No, right. you could walk to it. You would have interacted, and they swam in that creek a lot. You would have thought. So were they just not murderers back then? So that just thought just cracks me up. Like <laughs> Leatherface pops out with a chainsaw <laughs> to kill Sally, and Sally's like. Greg? Oh my god. <laughs> god damn it. Greg and Sally. I, remember when we used to visit next door? Whose you? face are you wearing? <laughs> you changed. Who is that? You have changed. And he's just like, oh, Is your brother so, still cooking? It's so good to see you. Is your brother still invalid? And yeah. by that logic, they probably would have played with the hitchhiker kid. And as children, I mean, knew the gas station guy. Somehow. I would say that I probably wouldn't remember a kid that I played up that I played with at my grandparents' house as an eight-year-old. But yeah, especially with the hard ten years that <laughs> it takes to disintegrate a house was, in yeah, Texas. That oof, house went through a hard decade. But were they neighbors? I mean, the they whole don't time, seem like the question. type that would pay bills either. So they don't seem like the type that would buy a house. No. I think they'd probably live there because they had accumulated a lot of shit inside And their that grandparents house. were there. I mean, people are portable. I'm just saying. People are portable. <laughs> Those people were not that portable. Uh, yeah. yeah. One was for sure dead, and the other one was just a, <laughs> a living thing we, that yeah, was rotting. We got to get there Yeah. Uh, to the dinner scene. But first, I just want to point this out. Again, with... I guess the older brother, the gas station man. Yeah. His concern over like kind of mundane things. Like he's real mad. He's like, look what your brother did to the door. Yeah. He's he real... is so mad about the door. But <laughs> Leatherface got up the door. Sir, your like, family room has a hen and a bunch of bones in it. Let's yeah, not worry about the I told you not door. to leave your brother alone. Look what he did to the goddamn door. <laughs> Sir, not to mention we're killing people and eating them from your gas station. I'm just saying. Just throwing, you know, maybe different priorities. Uh, yeah, it's a great question, Joe. It's a great question. Do they live together? Um, wouldn't surprise me. But again, the house didn't have a whole lot of furniture. So who knows? Oh, but before this, I do want to say, uh, after Jerry is killed, we get yet another... Five-minute scene, it feels like, of Leatherface just licking his lips. You remember that oh, scene? Oh, with his real yes. shitty teeth. Yeah. yeah. So unnecessary. just licking them teeth, Ugh. thinking about what to do next. So unnecessary. Oh, but yes, I just want to point that out. But also, 
The older brother, gas station man, is really mad he left Leatherface alone. You left your brother alone? Like, really? What What's the difference? I mean, it seems like he killed these people just fine. Um, Honestly. He's a 300-pound, 6'5", chainsaw-wielding man. I don't know. What the fuck yeah. does this guy do to control him? <laughs> and is, is he upset that he got out and killed people or just upset that he fucked the door up? I think it's more door than anything. Because... Yeah. Like, y'all see him on board with the killings. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just the door then. Yeah, it's just the door. Okay. I will say this also made me laugh. When he pull, when Hitchhiker pulls the sack off of Sally's head and Sally sees who it is. And, that, and she starts losing it. She's like, not this fucking asshole, too. Yeah. And at this Excuse point... <laughs> At this point, we get to what is, I guess, affectionately called the dinner scene, where uh, Leatherface goes and puts on his Sunday best. He gets a suit jacket, straightens up a little bit, puts on his female head or female face skin, and then goes and gets Grandpa with a hitchhiker, brings Grandpa down, and this shell of a corpse starts sucking on Sally's bloody finger. Uh. See, and at this point, I thought the granddad was a corpse. I didn't yeah. know he was alive yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. And then all you hear is that sucking noise. Yeah. Uh. And oh. then I see that he was alive, and that that got me. I was like, oh, <laughs> no. Deeply upset about that. It was real gross shit. Yeah. So at this point. <laughs> that was the worst thing that has happened to Sally <laughs> so thus far. far. So far. And then... I guess Sally passes out and wakes up. Everybody's eating human remains. And this is when I would say probably in the movie, probably about when grandpa starts sucking fucking finger (laughs) is when this movie then becomes an overstimulated nightmare of epic proportions. The screaming. Absolutely. The music is to a 10. They're screaming to the top of their lungs. What do you got here? It just <laughs> says, so much screaming <laughs> is a note I have written yes, down. So much screaming. Because everyone is screaming. Yes. Everybody is making noise. And I got so frustrated in the scene. I know you're about to talk about it. but mm-hmm. Yeah. They put Sally, like put her head in a bucket and they're going to let grandpa grandpa they want the grandpa to hit her in the head with a hammer to kill her and he just keeps, he can't hold the hammer he keeps dropping the hammer he drops the hammer like 12 times <laughs> and i'm like god damn it just do kill it yourself just please, please kill her just kill her take kill him mm-hmm. kill kill yourself i don't care <laughs> yeah just if this hammer falls I on the ground i want this to st- Every time I see this movie, when this scene is happening, I'm like, I just want it to stop. I don't care how it stops. I don't care who dies to make it stop. I just don't want my brain to be any more uh, stimulated than it already is. I want a comet to fly out of the atmosphere (laughs) and burn into this house. And blow the whole world to pieces. (laughs) Just the whole world. (laughs) I hate watching people struggle to do things. Absolutely, yes. And this was that, for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
I almost turned the movie off. <laughs> It has that power. It's incredibly frustrating to just watch mm -hmm. her just get her head stuck in a bucket over and over again. They've dropped the hammer essentially in her hand. Mm -hmm. Like, pick it up, Sally. I mean, honestly, you want to scream at the screen. And again, I know we're going to get into it when we talk about this movie in depth, but I mean, like we haven't. But when we start start doing our scores. What are we doing? So... So that's just the when overview. Now let's get start? deep. <laughs> Thank you for the brief synopsis. Yes. Now, thumbs? Anyway, so... Yeah, at that point... In the commotion of trying to get Grandpa to kill her... She escapes. Does another front flip out a window. And this time, injures herself. And is stumbling as the hitchhiker and Leatherface are chasing her down the long driveway. The hitchhiker chases her in a zigzag formation. Yes. He should have caught her years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Way what, back. What I realized, he wasn't trying to catch. He was slicing her back. Yeah, that was, that's the tough part. Yeah. He was cutting her open with his, his straight razor. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's real gross. He's probably cut many things open with, so infections but, abound. Like, why? Because he's fucking crazy. Tackler. I think he was more into the fucking with her. Than any, uh, that's what seems their whole thing was Ugh. is really fucking with her. That's why they got grandpa to hit her one time with that hammer and suck on her finger and suck on her finger. Uh, and then at that point, <laughs> the hitchhiker and Sally both run out in the middle of the road. And thank God, the hitchhiker is hallelujah is destroyed by an 18 wheeler truck. <laughs> I had wondered if the first 18-wheeler was just supposed to be a foreshadowing to this part. But Could it have been. still doesn't excuse them blasting Franklin down the hill. Yeah. There's still no logic behind that. No, no, no. Yeah, the hitchhiker got ran over by I'm like at least nine of the wheels. It <laughs> yeah, was, it took him out. It was fantastic. such a confusing scene to me because... Again, the, the chaos continues. Yeah. Yes, the 18-wheeler runs over the hitchhiker. So Stops. Stops, pulls mm-hmm. over. Sally gets in. Leatherface comes and starts chasing them. Well, the best part is, is that the driver of the 18-wheeler gets out, sees Leatherface, and runs backward <laughs> into the car. Yes. <laughs> then Sally jumps in. And it becomes a fucking Three Stooges montage yeah. all of a sudden. Why? And she gets back out. Yes. Like Scooby They get out the you. other door. Yeah. They walk. They run out the other door. And what's great is that truck driver runs and probably was never seen again. He ran. He, he just kept running. And he gets on the other side too. Why do they not drive off? Yeah. Put it in gear and get the fuck I out don't of know, there, sir. Because Weatherface tried to cut the door and it didn't do anything. Didn't no. Do so anything. you no. could have just kept Zooming. Like, yeah, it probably it takes a second to get 18-wheelers going, but... Lock the door. Yeah. Yeah. He's completely ineffective right now. Mm-hmm. Just go. You got him. Go. You got him. <laughs> but I do like also when Leatherface slips and the chainsaw cuts into his leg. That's pretty gross. Well, he gets hit in the fucking face with a wrench. <laughs> That's, That's right. The, she hits him with the, a wrench. The driver yes. turns yeah, the around driver. and throws the driver. The driver. Yes, yes, yes. He falls backwards and <laughs> cuts into his own leg. Yeah. Which I'd imagine just would cut off. I don't feel like it'd just be a flesh wound you like that. You got a whole but... femoral artery right there. So regardless. Mm-hmm. Not good. <laughs> so at this point, once again, Sally is being chased by Leatherface. 
Uh, at this point, all of our brains are exploding, hoping that this ends soon. <laughs> and she <laughs> gets into the bed of a truck and is able to escape. I love that this truck driver uh, does not want to stop. <laughs> He's he like, fuck not. this noise. I'm not getting involved in this shit. He swerves her so hard. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm. No, no, no. And then <laughs> finally... She gets in, and they start driving away. Screaming. 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 And at this point, Leatherface starts doing a dance with his chainsaw. Fucking whirling dervish. A whirling dervish. And dances around with his chainsaw as Sally, for the first time, is not screaming, but laughing as the truck pulls away, and we go to credits. Yes. Yeah. Thank God. Now, what do you think happened after this? I want to think that uh, Sally went to the police and told them where this house was, and they killed everybody inside, if nothing to put everyone out of their misery. Yeah, uh, uh, Jason goes to hell, SWAT team missile strike. <laughs> Blows up Leatherface. <laughs> but I do want to say, didn't seem to stop because this movie had a bunch of sequels. There are some sequels. Yeah. Yeah, that should have been with an escapee in just a modern civilization. Yeah. You would yeah. think. Mm-hmm. We got them. We got them. We got them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Multiple witnesses here. And they don't seem super hard to outsmart. No, they're like... not the smartest group. <laughs> At best, I mean, they caught some kids with no gas in their car. They're not even <laughs> going to be tricking the Texas police. No, hmm. that's pretty easy. Um, I, I would like to say just a few things to wrap this up. Okay. Uh, Sally is technically the first final girl ever in a movie. Just want to throw that out there. Huh. Sally. And by final girl, you mean just... Yes, so... The last person left alive. Yes, so it's been established that in horror movies, especially in this time era and into the 80s, there's usually one girl left at the very end of the horror movie, especially slasher movies, I should say. Mm-hmm. And she's often referred to as the final girl. So this is the first instance of that. So Sally is the OG final girl. The OG. Which must be why she was so frustrating because there was not yet a precedent of them fighting back at all. Right. All she is capable of doing is running, running and, screaming. and screaming. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So She's no Jenny from uh, Jason 2. She's absolutely no Jenny. Mm-mm. No Jenny, that's for sure. Uh, also, Leatherface is considered the first slasher, um, given the time period. This was considered that. Uh, years later, I think it's 78, John Carpenter does Halloween, and everybody really gives Carpenter credit for creating the slasher movie, but technically it is Leatherface who would be the creator of the slasher genre. So that should really go to Toby Hooper. Uh, Let's see, anything I'm missing? Uh, So if you could pick a genre of horror besides slasher, what do you think this would kind of fall into? Torture? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's that. Could be torture porn horror. (laughs) I've often classified this as redneck horror or hick horror. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Where, you know, some city kids run into crazy people. Yes. You see it in the hills have eyes, things like that. Yeah. So this is what that falls in for me. 
Um, I had an interesting discussion with a coworker one time oh. about these types of horror movies and how part of the reason that American horror movies often take place in rural settings and on farms and things like that is because that's where our darkest history has occurred. So they feel like that's, that's... what's going to hit us the hardest. Whereas in like places like Britain, yeah. it happens in the city. That's where most of their murders and their hor- horrible things have happened. So movies over there point. occur in more city settings where we're more uncomfortable with a rural setting. I think it's more so just like there's a lot of distance between these houses. <laughs> Absolutely. Not a lot of people out. And yeah. that those people are uneducated and inbred um, there's certainly some stereotypes which loose cannons absolute no uh self-control right things like that yeah untamed pieces of shit is what they're going for <laughs> yep um, exactly but yeah, any any other little nuggets there andrew um i think that's really all i have i would just like to say that toby hooper and the, all the the director yes the director writer director uh, I think he did this for such little amount of money, but ended up making a ton of money uh, at the end of the day. But Toby Hooper's kind of one of these dudes like uh, George Romero who didn't really get the credit they technically deserved. I mean, Toby Hooper, George Romero, they really created that 70s horror movie, you know, where it escalated horror in a way mm-hmm. uh, from the you know, the sixties, which was a bunch of Vincent Price, like monster movies that, you know, they had their day, but they weren't necessarily, uh, what we would consider horror movies now. I mean, when you look at a Dawn of the Dead or you look at, uh, Chainsaw, it's they're pretty brutal, pretty brutal shit. And it deals a lot more with humans and things like that. So Hooper would end up, his next biggest thing after this would be Poltergeist that he got to direct. But there's some controversy that he and Steven Spielberg had a little dispute and that Spielberg directed a lot of that movie. Um, it feels Spielberg. It feels very Spielberg. But we'll to touch that movie at another time. But Hooper uh, died not terribly long ago. But again, he's kind of one of these cats that really settled the genre in a new atmosphere, but didn't get a whole lot of credit in his career. So there's that. This is his masterpiece, he says. So. There's a little bit of overview on this movie. Well, mm-hmm. I have a final question before we get into our ranking. Sure. Do we think he was really out of gas? Mm. This is a great question. Because <laughs> who could say he wasn't? Right. He specifically says at dinner, I don't like the killing part. Mm-hmm. That's for them. He, he's the cook. Says to the guys, these girls don't want to go explore that house. He doesn't necessarily say get them out of here, mm-hmm. but it feels like is this another Henry Bowers situation? Are you trying? Oh, absolutely no. not. You will see when we get into our <laughs> rankings live. My uh-huh. question is, he's not a full sociopath. No, 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 no. My question uh-huh. is, had he had gas? Would they have filled up and been on their way? Or does he kill every single person who stops at that gas station and falls for the line? We don't have any gas. Hmm. You make a great point, Joe. Wait. So you're thinking that 
If they get there, they fall for the line. He doesn't have any gas. Because he told him you may have to wait over. So are you saying that everyone who falls for that trick just stays overnight? Potentially. I would, I would yeah. just... I mean, it depends on how how much gas. Like, am I completely out of well, gas? Well, that would mean you didn't fall for it if you drove off. Well, yeah, you I'm sure not everybody's. You would wait. immediately not qualify because the way stay over at a gas station. Because the way I was thinking is maybe he's the gatekeeper for Leatherface and the Hitchhiker. Because if they do wait, he then gets them and they come and kill them and right. he can cook them up. There we go. But hmm. if they decide not to wait, out of luck. Just like, all right, mm. send you on your merry way. The real does he ever man. have gas? He is just... it a real gas station? <laughs> well, the thing is, I think he always has gas. But if you notice, they're using it to keep that generator running. So, because <laughs> <laughs> that thing had a barrel attached to it. it so, <laughs> if he is getting gas, it's going straight to that generator. That's my final question: Was he actually out of gas? Probably not. Or does he just use that line? I think he just uses the line. Now. You know what the the real moral of the story is? Uh, pump your own goddamn gas. Amen. I would and try it. You know what? Do you know it's illegal in the state of New Jersey to pump your own gas? Is it New Jersey? It what? is. What a fucking strange Isn't that crazy? Thing. That seems like a, a way to just keep that particular profession going. That one job. Yeah. I mean, how much do you pay that guy, though? I'd that, be so pissed about that. That union is I would be so angry about it. Every time I got gas, having to interact with someone, absolutely not. I'd be like, please, let me just do it. I'll tip you. <laughs> just let me do it. <laughs> I don't think I could handle that. Just one extra person. No, thanks. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I think it's time that we move on to our awards section of the night. Absolutely. So, let's begin, Jillian, with our This Dumb Bitch Award who are you going to salute for their dumb bitch behavior? Mine is going to go to Kirk because I could not even hold this thought back as I was watching the movie. <laughs> like, you have you found a human tooth. Yep. You have peeked inside this home and seen the peeling, decrepit wallpaper, the skulls in the back of the room. Probably, I'm going to assume you smelled something. Oh, yeah. Had to. There's corpses and hens and just all kind of stuff (laughs) all over the house. So that's going to go to Kirk for stepping any further inside that house instead of grabbing Pam, immediately running back to the van and saying, yo, there's something real fucked up going on next door. Let's take our chances with the gas and get as far away as possible. Let's break down six miles from here. Mm-hmm. And get off their radar instead of right here. So I nominate Kirk. I think this is all his fault. Don't even nominate it. Just give it to him. <laughs> yeah. Home run. Seriously. Andrew, you're dumb bitch? My dumb bitch has got to go to everybody in that goddamn van that wanted to pick up that lunatic. <laughs> and let him go on his spill for that entire time. <laughs> and then kick him out after it. I cannot believe these lunatics let that happen. So my dumb bitch goes to everybody in that fucking van. That is also <laughs> an excellent point. Yes. <laughs> How did we get to the point 
where he was slicing up in someone's arm. Yeah. That's what it took. After he had cut open his own hand in front of you. You dumb bitches. Nope. Mm-hmm. You dumb bitches. You know, Jill, I think I also have to to give this award to Kirk because he really causes the whole thing. He does. It's a domino effect after Kirk. It is his action that starts everything. He goes in, gets killed. Pam follows. Jerry follows. And then Sally and Franklin follow. Kirk, it's your goddamn fault. It's all you, Kirk. You dumb bitch. Should have thrown that tooth and sprinted the other direction. Can I throw a wrench in this? process i love wrenches what if it's all franklin's fault if franklin hadn't wanted to go back to that house and they just kept driving even if they did break down you know 30 40 miles down the road they'd be real far from leatherface at that point so really isn't it franklin's fault that everybody okay. gets murdered well You're not if, wrong if if that okay that would just go back to everyone in the van being the dumb bitch because who's... they don't have to listen to Franklin. Don't listen to Franklin. Right. No. Franklin sucks. Let's spite Franklin. You should have <laughs> gone over to that house, rolled his out, rolled his ass out of the van. Oh, no. <laughs> and left him. I mean, don't get me wrong. These seem like the kind of people that would do something heinous like that to a person in a wheelchair, but he could walk. Yeah. I know it. All You're right. just not trying hard enough. You know what? <laughs> Let's move on to our next one. Let's do it. That would be our creep show award. So, Jill, was there a moment in the movie that just <laughs> really gave you the heebie-jeebies? Was there I any had... creepy people in this? <laughs> I had two very specific moments for a creep show. I also have two. I'm going to go with the first one because I feel like it'll be the least likely one to come up again. Okay. But it's the whole interaction with the barbecue guy but mostly when he has her in the truck and he's driving her and she's screaming and he's just doing this real psycho like giggle. Oh, he's, he's like poking her with the stick? Yes. Like he's, he's getting off on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's laughing and he's like into it, but he's also like kind of frustrated with her and like you can see it escalating on his face like that he's like getting something from this like to the point where I'm like should we investigate this actor? Because he's into this. That's not acting anymore. This guy's into it. He's got a boner right now. Like, yeah, that guy was more terrifying to me than the hitchhiker or Leatherface. He's the scariest part of this movie to me. And like, what I read about him is he, uh, I think he was the only actor that was like a true blue actor. Like he had a Screen Actors Guild card and everything, uh, which makes sense. I mean, he was good at what he did. But he was real creep. He real creep. As a woman, he absolutely horrified me. No, he was creepy. Like when she showed back out of the gas station, he was like trying to like get her to calm down. He was doing like a yes, lot of, he was all oh, over her yeah. face grabbing and touching. And the way he walks in, like smiling with the bag and the rope, like he he's bagged up a girl. And the before. way he hits oh, her, yeah. like yeah, like he's not jumping straight to murder. There are some steps. In his process. Yeah, he won't kill, but he likes to torture a little bit. We get, yeah. You know. There's there's some rape happening in yeah. between there, for sure. Sad to say. He's. Absolutely true. Mad. Yeah. That's happened. He's mm-hmm. the one that I would have nightmares about. That scene. Aside from anything. 
Yeah. Okay. You said you had two. Yeah, my second one was obviously the finger sucking. Ah. Like, mm. ugh. Yeah. Yeah, the noise. Ugh. I could have done without the noise. Mm-hmm. Why is, ugh. Are we insinuating that him drinking this blood is keeping him alive? He's a vampire. That's what I'm thinking. Ugh. I think we're insinuating that they've been cannibals for a long time, and this is the only thing that gets Grandpa going again. The finger <laughs> suck was the worst thing that happened to Sally the whole time. I'll argue <laughs> that. It's like one of those, uh, I've heard about those blood bag people. No. What? Maybe I. No, maybe no, please. Just, I want to hear now. They talked about it on like uh, Silicon Valley where rich people will get, oh, have a yes. young person, they'll take their blood and then transfuse okay. it to make themselves younger. Maybe, maybe this was the original. The OG thought? The OG just in, mm. reinvigorated through the blood of a young woman. I thought you were about to tell me that there are groups of people who are stealing like blood bags and sucking on them. I was like, oh, I'm oh, sure there are. Like it's... Capri Suns? Yeah. <laughs> gotta wash those straws. <laughs> <It'll> go right. <laughs> Yummy. So those were my creep show moments. All right. Mm. Andrew. Creep uh, show. Oh, boy. I mean, I forever now, this, this hitchhiker. Just his entire interaction is the biggest creep show to me. It's so fucking uncomfortable. And just everything he does screams, oh, murder. This is murder. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, positively. Um, and this is actually uh, another one. I'm kind of on the fence about it. But when Leatherface is just licking them lips for about two minutes straight, I don't like that at all. <laughs> just don't fucking like it. Yeah. <laughs> like he just sat in a comfy chair and was just like, what was he thinking about? Like, mm, going to eat this Pam care. This Pam lady. Eating people. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to buy brother slash dad slash uncle. Cooks her <laughs> yeah. Is that it? That's it. That's the one. Those are the two. The two. Yes. Hitchhiker uh, and Leatherface licking them lips. I... I agree with all of those. All very creepy. I think the finger sucking is right up there. Yeah. But I got to go with the meat hook. Mm. Uh, Pam getting thrown into the meat hook uh, just because that's hideous. Just yeah. think about her because she's still alive. And stays alive. And For quite stays some alive. time. Mm-hmm. With that, gosh. Yeah, the damn. meat hook is her. a recurring thing. Yeah, in that the comes sequels back. too. I do not like it. I do not enjoy it. At least Kirk and Jerry got a quick death. For yeah, sure. Pam, meat hooked, freezing in a freezer. I mean, not good. It feels sexist. It one hundred percent is. <laughs> oh, and Franklin got a quick death. I mean, he was screaming, but we know he's dead by the end of that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, better off. Um, oh, all right, so that leaves us to our last award category and that is how did this make the final cut what moment in this movie what what made it in that kind of baffled you how did that make it through the editing process i got some i know you got some (laughs) i got some what is it jill i there were a lot of moments in this movie that i was like this is taking a long time and we are focused on this for a while but my final thing is just the infinite screaming. Why? Mm. I mean, I get why, but oh my God. So you're saying 
it crossed over from anxiety building into annoyance. Yes. Okay. By all means. Mm, there we go. Very quickly, so too. Jill's got a touch of tism. Um, oh. So that's not <laughs> yeah. surprising. Like, she'll... Touch of tism. Uh, touch of tism. Are you saying she's on the spectrum? Is that what we're saying? Yes. yes. Okay. In a very um, delicate way. Okay. And things like that will make her want to Lenny from of mice and men out on <laughs> oh, things. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and that's completely understandable. So that's no. the line I was talking about earlier. Ah, you gotta you gotta tow it very delicately because mm-hmm. very easy to cross over to. You I, lost me. You with lost it. me. With I stopped it. rooting for Sally when she wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So the screen. Now, did you want to pet her so hard that you might kill her at that point? <laughs> <laughs> Sally, calm down. I love you. You're cute. <laughs> So, the screams. Yes, the All infinite right. screams. Andrew, creep sh- or final cut. Final cut. The extended kitchen room scene. I mean, sorry, chicken room scene. I didn't feel like we need to spend that much time in there. I really wish it would just been look at the bones. These people are weird. Moving on. And again, the reason I was on the fence is I don't think we need Leatherface licking those lips. I think we can pretty much determine this is a weird <laughs> fucking dude without that scene. <laughs> you know? But those are my two. Okay. Okay. I also have to give a shout out to the screams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out to the screams. Because <laughs> they were terrible. Um, oh. Second, the scene where Franklin has been left alone the other groups upstairs giggling and he rolls in there and makes yeah. five minutes of fart noises and talks in a kitty kitty voice yeah i didn't I already didn't like him that was frustrating like, to watch no that made it worse it made it worse. like i don't i don't know what that was about like what mm-hmm. was the director trying to make you hate that character I mean, if he wasn't, he didn't do a good job at all. (laughs) I feel like he had to. Because another one I was thinking about was, we didn't need that long flashlight scene because that does nothing but hate, make you hate Franklin even more. So he had to be like, this guy sucks. But but was that his only goal with those scenes? Was to make you dislike him or was it... I don't know. It's gotta be. was, Was he just wanting you to get... Just another emotion built up. He just well, hates disabled people. That's what it <laughs> I mean, was. I'm, I mean, he did go hard with the invalid. <laughs> he did. But I will say that a lot of people give this movie a lot of credit on the basis that Toby Hooper, a big thing he wanted to do was extend the, uh, like, hold out as long as he could before he showed you the quote-unquote monster. That's why we don't see Leatherface till like, you know, what is it, 40 minutes left of the movie? The rest of it is you're building up, getting to know these characters, and then he hits you with uh, Leatherface and the whole game. So I, I think that could be another part of it, is that he's building these characters up to you. So when they die, you're going to have some kind of reaction to them, but... Oof. And again... It hits hard. When Satisfaction. They, yeah. Glee. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, mm-hmm. 
that wraps up our awards section. All we have left to do is rate this thing in our various categories. So now, guys, I know you want to give it all fives, but you just <laughs> hold on. Fives across the board. <laughs> So we will start with our scare factor category. Jill, how scary did you find this movie? One to five. I give this movie a three. Okay. This movie is scary. Like, mm-hmm. especially if you're Sally, putting yourself in those shoes. Like, it's a pretty scary concept. Yeah. Conceptually very scary. Mm-hmm. But I feel like some of the deaths are just so quick that you don't get that like really like oh my god this is awful scary feeling mm-hmm. hmm. andrew um honestly this movie also really is creepy i mean toby hooper had a great quote he was like i'm not so much scared of monsters as i am of real people and i think that really shows through in this movie because uh, I'm sure there's uh, Leatherface out in the world and his creepy-ass family. So <laughs> I think Leatherface is the least terrifying person he, in this movie. He is almost the uh, the sweet one, yeah. if you will. You kind of feel like he can't help it, and the other two just can. It feels like they're like, no, this is what you do. <laughs> you yes. know? This is your job. Yeah, this is your job. And he's just like, well, shit. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I mean, overall, I'm going to give this movie... A five, I think it delivers on a lot of promises and takes you by surprise a lot of times. A five. To answer your question, Leatherface is my Henry Bowers of this movie. Ah. <laughs> Not the oldest brother. <laughs> this family is if the Fratellis whole <laughs> were rednecks. We were, we're rednecks a little bit darker. And inbred for a few generations. Mm-hmm. Um the Fratellis seem like fucking Care Bears in comparison, though. I mean, <laughs> these, these people. Yeah, just a tad darker. Mm-hmm. Tad darker. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to go with a three for very similar reasons. I just don't feel as strongly about it as you, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely scary from the, you know, I mean, it's based on a real guy who did terrible shit. Yeah. Not exactly what was demonstrated in the movie, but someone who did terrible, terrible things. Um, and those people are out there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you make a wrong turn, and that's where you wind up. So There's at least 100 serial killers in the United States at any one moment. Jill was... We had that exact <gasps> conversation earlier like, today. Jill. A few hours ago. Jill. Like, not that long ago, we had this exact conversation. I think we've synced up now. I think, I think so. that's what's happening. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Look at us. So it is scary from... A, Whatever Mr. Hooper said, completely agree. Yeah, the yeah. scarier things are people mm-hmm. who means. do monstrous things, not monsters who do monster things. Monster <laughs> things. Sure. <laughs> I thought I had something more profound. And that goes back to our Pennywise conversation. He's a, you know, Tim Curry's a clown that does terrible things, and Bill Skarsgård. Oh, is an look entity. At me. Um, Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård is a monster from the beginning. Yeah. Don't say it one more time. Yeah. I'm done. You can't do it three times. <laughs> it's my Beatles Three years. times this yeah, Exactly. Can't do um, it. All right. So let's move into our suspense category. Jill, did you feel on edge? 
I give this movie a two for suspense because there are times when I'm like, this is stressful. But I Mm -hmm. guess, I don't know. Like, it's more stressful than suspenseful. I think that there's a difference. Because, like, when the hitchhiker's in the car, I'm just like, I'm really fucking stressed about this. Like, I know what I would do in this situation, and I'm really wondering why you're not doing. So it's Mm -hmm. not so much as a what's going to happen. It's more so why are you letting this happen Mm -hmm. in this movie multiple times? Why is this continuing on? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And again, like I said, like, all of the deaths are pretty quick. Not all of them. Mm -hmm. But the guys... There's some pretty quick deaths. Like, yeah, the guys really got it easy. The second you're like, I wonder if Leatherface is going to show up. There he is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I think the only really suspenseful parts for me are the hitchhiker, very stressful, and when she's waiting in the barbecue restaurant, like waiting to see, is this guy going to help her or mm. is he mm. also fucking crazy? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andrew. All right, for me. Uh, I also went through this phase of what is suspense as opposed to stressful. And I think they fall in line for me. Uh, Literally, when I picked this movie and, well, when we started discussing what our questions were going to be, I was like, oh, I know what movie that I'm going to give a five to. And it was this movie for suspense. Just because I knew the hitchhiker scene. Even to this day, I know what's going to happen. But still, even when I'm watching the conversation, I'm like, What's he going to do? <laughs> What's about to happen? And that fucking dinner scene all the way till the credits roll is just like, please stop. Like, what is about to happen? When is this going to stop? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I give it a five. All right. Again, I think I'm I'm going to give it a two as well. Just like Jill. It, it toes that line from what you were saying, Andrew, and what mm-hmm. you were saying, Jill, with... Yes, it's stressful, and if you tow it correctly or it's the right person, I could see how that would be suspenseful. Right, right. But for me, it is just like, all right, why are you letting this happen? Like, (laughs) you have control. You're more annoyed than stressed. Well, I think a lot of suspense for me is like, what the hell would I do in this situation? This is terrifying. And I know exactly what I would have done in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I See, would, A, not have picked up that guy. That's mm. where it it's not as suspenseful for me because they had control of the situation. Right. They could have stopped it. Unlike Alien, where it's like... Oh, here no. we go. Uh, I, that's the only thing I can think of. Sounds <laughs> of the Lambs is on this list. Um uh, or or Jaws, where you're just like, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm a, I'm out of water here. I'm not in my element. Mm-hmm. I don't have control of this situation. This one, you could have stopped. There's five yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. So it, it did. It was more annoying than suspenseful. Um. So gonna go with the two. Okay. So that leads us to our plot slash characters section jill what'd you think of the plot what'd you think of the characters Oof. <laughs> i have to give it a one for that okay just based on franklin alone yeah franklin sucks <laughs> as a character but also like none of the other characters are very well developed all we know is that pam likes astrology 
If yeah, you listen true. closely, you know Kirk plays the guitar, but... I mean, you got to listen real close to yeah, that one, too. really close. I mean, did you pick up on that? <laughs> no. yeah. yeah. So you got to listen real close. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Jerry does. I don't know what he's into. Where's cool shit? Jerry is a per- per- apparently the only person with a driver's license. He's <laughs> the- I'm driving this fucking thing. And I know that Sally takes care of Franklin. Franklin is really the only character that gets any sort of character development. Or maybe Devel- not. I guess not development, yeah. but like. A character, really. Yeah. He's the only character. Mm-hmm. And then there's the murderers, which not great characters. Okay. So I, I give it a one. All right. All right. Andrew, I'll go um, ahead and write you down another five here. You don't have to. I will say this. <laughs> Plot-wise, this is a thin movie. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is as thin a movie as I think we've had so far. It's people in a van looking at a cemetery, stop somewhere, get killed. I mean, simple as that. <laughs> At best, we also meet some crazy people. And that's really about it. Um, and then on top of it, the characters, like you said, not developed. Uh, Kirk is about as underdeveloped a character as you can ever get in a movie. <laughs> only next to Jerry. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I got to give plot and character a two. These aren't... You know, this is certainly not the greatest we've seen. I think the whole plot falls apart when you think about the fact that why do I have to identify this body? Yeah. Look at the tombstones. I shouldn't be out here. I don't care if you put the right skeletons back in the right box. <laughs> I don't give that person is dead. And by the way, I never come out here anyway. No. So, it's where, you know what? Do if not you, call me again. If you just fill the <laughs> hole up with dirt, no. <laughs> yeah. Just don't tell us. Yeah. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. You see yeah. how decrepit the house is? <laughs> we stopped coming down here a while ago. <laughs> Just letting you know. We don't even know how they died. No. <laughs> I also have to give this movie a two for the same exact reasons. Um, I honestly had trouble remembering these people's names, except for Franklin. Um I mean, and only because I hated him so much. Which yeah, I guess you know that. Maybe that's an uh, a kudos to this character. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can at least give him credit on that. It, he's memorable. He's memorable for uh-huh. sure. Not for anything good, but he's it's memorable. So terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. And like you said, not much of a plot. No, 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 no. Crazy people, kids. Mm-hmm. No gas. And that's probably why people often say like it has a documentary style filmmaking because we get nothing but what's in front of us. You know, we don't do a flashback. We don't do a story moment. We got nothing. It's just happening right there and then. That is it. Mm -hmm. What you see is what you get. So two, that leads us to acting. How did you feel about the acting skills in this movie, Jill? I'm going to give them a two. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Because... Hitchhiker guy stressed me out. Yes. Like, I don't know if that guy was really just half crazy or what, but like, yes, he stressed me out. So that's good acting as far as I'm concerned. I believed him. I believed that he was crazy. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the barbecue guy. I was terrified of him. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm really worried about that guy. I mean, truly nobody's given off great vibes. No, nobody. Everybody that, Hellgate at the cemetery. I mean, just nobody had a great vibe about him. 
And then, you know, Franklin's dedication. Got to give him something for that. Mm-hmm. And Sally, like, got to give her windpipe some credit because she screamed yeah. for that whole fucking movie just nonstop. So I'll give it a two. All right. Andrew. You know, I, I kind of hesitate in this score here, but I think I'm going to give it a three because I think there are five characters that do a better job than you would think they do with this movie. And it's our three crazies, Sally and Franklin. Because regardless how much we hate Franklin, that actor really made us hate him. He really made us hate him a lot. So I give this movie a three. I don't think anyone should have won an award necessarily, but (laughs) they certainly, those five people were giving us something there. All right. I'm going to give it a one. All right. Because whilst Franklin did make me hate him, he didn't do it skillfully. (laughs) True, true. The performance was shit. Um, And the screaming? Yeah, she can scream. (laughs) Yeah. She can scream. (laughs) I mean, but... That's it. I would also argue there wasn't a time when all that was occurring that I didn't believe she was scared. You know what I mean? I fully believe that she thought she was about to be murdered that whole time. I'm not even sure she agreed to do this movie. I I think they just picked her up. (laughs) Yeah. If you told me that no one told her this guy was supposed to be chasing her, I would believe you. I think they did all the dinner scenes and stuff first, and then after that they explained (laughs) to her that it was a movie. Yeah. And got her to film the first half after that. Maybe. (laughs) I think there was too much screaming. I mean, I no one, no one's going to argue. Choice, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sticking with a one. That's okay. where I'm at. So, Flip the table over. It's that okay. <laughs> leads us to our last category, and that is entertainment value. Jill, what you got? I give this movie a two because as much as I enjoy a slasher film, it just falls apart in the end to me because I can't even stand to watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's a a big deterrent <laughs> on entertainment value scores. <laughs> yeah. Tends to be. All right. Andrea? You gave it two? I gave it two. Uh, boy. I'll give it, and this is me pushing myself to do it, a three. Only because, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, I don't like watching this movie only for <laughs> a major part of it is i'm so fucking stressed out and wound up by the time it's over i'm just i'm like i don't need to see that again for another 10 years nope um I re- you know i don't get any joy from it uh, you know absolutely not i do think it holds a really good place in history and i would say for anybody who likes horror movies you should definitely see it you gotta see this movie for at sure. least once but Again, like I said, I don't enjoy it when I watch it. Not because it's bad. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> you know, when it's over, I'm like, oh, that, thank God that's done. Okay. But that's me. I'll give it a three. Okay. Yeah. I 100% agree. I, I'm i going to give it a two, uh, like Jill. But yeah, it does, like I said, I, I almost turned it off just like out of a instinctual reptilian brain reaction. <laughs> yeah. At the screaming. Like, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mute it and turn it off. I was like... I mean, there's hmm. just... 
that ending scene is just like between the music, the scream, them being fucking lunatics, the hammer miss. I mean, it's it's hitting a lot of brain functions at the same time, <laughs> and I'm just like, and you know what? Stop. Now I'm thinking about it. Maybe this was just a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> like it yeah. got, got to my evolutionary I mean, core. Yeah. I can definitely appreciate it for that reason, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I like it. No, yeah. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. And for entertainment value score, something that makes you feel that way, it is tough to give it a good entertainment value score. Yeah. But like you said, you gotta watch this mm-hmm. if you're a horror movie fan, uh, especially given the history that I did not know about it being like the first slasher, the mm-hmm. first final girl. Yeah. And um, you have to watch this one just so that you can go back and watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Which I'm sure mm-hmm. we will at some point which on this is, podcast. Just, I feel like we have to. It's truly a masterpiece. Um, and I will say this. If no one's ever seen Texas Chainsaw Part 2, uh, Toby Hooper was given... Uh, the, it, part 2 was made by Canon Films. And if anybody knows anything about Canon Films, they basically made movies that look like they were on cocaine. So they asked Toby Hooper to make the sequel to this and gave him free reign to make whatever he wanted. And it's fucking berserk. But it is, I will say this. It's a lot funnier than this one was. <laughs> he really takes the funny uh, to another level in the second one. So That's I would say... point. Yeah, I, it could use some. Yeah, I would say see this one for the art, but watch the second one for the funniness. Because <laughs> it is pretty wild. And I will give it props for only being a hundred. Oh, absolutely! Like yeah. a, well, like an hour and 20? Nine, 20 minutes long. Yes. and that's nothing All to day. be mad about. Love an eighty-minute movie. All day. Keep it simple. All day. Yeah. He kept it real simple. So that is it. That mm. is the final score, and that gives us a total for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre of thirty-eight points. Oh. Not too bad. That's pretty middle road for us. And that concludes our judgments on 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Tune in next week for the conclusion to this battle with 2010's The Crazies. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. See you next week.